Okay, and we're live on the Niche Agent. So today we've got a great guest for you. It's Mike Stott from Your Coaching Matters. So Mike, why don't you take a quick second and tell us a bit about yourself and why you're here. Hey, well, I've been um, involved in real estate since I was 18, and I'm 30, 52 now, so it's 34 going on 35 years. I got involved. My father was in the military. We were in Hawaii. He retired, and in Hawaii, when you retire, you either go into real estate, tourism, or agriculture. He went into uh, real estate. And when I was 16, I started, um, this was a long time ago, guys, before technology, before even MLS books in Hawaii. So we would take listings. I was the first MLS, Mike's Listing Service. I would drive my dad's listings around on my bike and then a car. And so I've seen a lot of changes over the years. Um, we had a, a very, very productive team in Hawaii up until 2006. In 2006, we sold 181 homes, did about 2.7 gross, and for family reasons, my children were all moving to the mainland. We went to work for Mike Ferry for a couple of years, and we moved to Atlanta, Georgia. I did some action workshops and productivity schools and, and coached, and my wife coached with him, and we parted ways in 2009, and since then, we've been running Your Coaching Matters. But when we parted ways... I was desperate to make some money because we had been making the salary income. I had moved to Atlanta and I knew nobody. I mean, literally, I had gotten involved in Boy Scouts, which had a troop of about 90 people, of which six were real estate agents. <laughs> and we went to a church that had about 600 people, of which 26 were real estate agents. So I had no sphere of influence here. I had nothing. And so I went back and started working for sale by owners. And uh, since then, uh, 2012 on, I've been keeping track of the numbers. I've closed right around 70 um, for sale by owners, a little over 20 a year. I've added about 55 accounts to our property management division because for a long time sellers couldn't sell. And so we've created another job for, for my daughter-in-law to run our property management department. And I do this in 30 minutes to an hour a day. That's all the time I have because we do run our coaching business full-time also. Those are great numbers. I think I saw you about two years ago. Um, you did a workshop with Reticulous. The guys yes, Reticulous. I still, I still um, I teach a course on for sale by owners. We've had over 1,100 people take it in the last three years. Um, it's a great course. People get results if they do the work. And um, I just, I'm a big believer in that we provide a lot of value in, in any transaction and that we are worth our commissions and that for sale by owners just don't know what they don't know. Meaning once they talk to us and we can get into a conversation with them, they're going to realize the value we add to the transaction with a couple of statistics and tips and, and a, coming from a contribution aspect of it. Um, I'm, I'm like the Google of for sale by owners or the Amazon offer a lot of stuff for free and then build a relationship and then earn their business over time. And that's a strategy I love. Uh, before I even heard about you, I did for sale by owners when I got started. Uh, it wasn't as intentional with it. I did 12 listings in two years. I was haphazardly doing it, but it came from that same thing. It was coming up front, helping them, showing them information, sharing it with them, and then building their trust, in, and it does work if you do it. Absolutely. It, without a doubt, I've seen it work hundreds of times over the last few years. I had two closings on Friday. There were two for sale by owners. They were pretty nice. I got commission checks for about 18000 today. And it's just, you know, I have a saying. It's easy to stay motivated in real estate when you get a check every week. 
And <laughs> I think for sale by owners are a, a nice niche market for any real estate agent to have in their repertoire. And here's the secret is you will never hear more objections than you'll hear from a for sale by owner. So if you can list a for sale by owner, the key is you can list anybody then. So that's why I like working for sale by owners so much and training on it because I know once people are comfortable with for sale by owners, everything else is just as smooth and easy as that. Yeah, so eat that, eat the big ugly frog first. Go yeah. with them if you can do that. It makes the rest and then of there's no surprises easy. when you hear, well, you reduce your commission, or what about a discount broker, or <laughs> any of those things a for sale by owner might bring up. Okay, so I think it's important to to note the name of your FISBO program because it really strikes a nerve with people if, if they are doing FISBOs because it really helps understand what your FISBO program is about. So can you mention the name and, and how you it's came up with that? And what zero resistance for sale by owner, and that's what it is. And it's actually a website. I'm brilliant in naming things. <laughs> the website is called FISBOcourse.com. So, <laughs> you know, it's just um, it was out there on the web. Zero resistance is the idea that it doesn't have to be a confrontation. I think most real estate agents, their first thoughts about a for sale by owner are that they're, they're overpriced, they're cheap, they're stingy, they're a little angry, they're aggressive, they're demeaning towards real estate agents. But then when we look at the for sale by owner, what does a for sale by owner think about real estate agents? He thinks that we're overpriced, that we don't earn our business, that we're demeaning towards for sale by owners. And when you have those two viewpoints, it's easy to see the potential for conflict. And so what we do is we train to just flip it on its head and use some, some phrases. I'm a Scripps person, but I'm a Scripps person in that you adapt it to your own style. Just like a musician could play, oh, any Beatles song, Eleanor, Eleanor Rigby. You could play it jazz style. You could play it rock style. You could play it background music style. You could play it blues style. I think with the scripts, you should learn the words and then play it in the style such that real estate becomes an art form rather than a production line or a heartless cold machine sort of atmosphere. That's well said. I, I agree. It's Some people try to internalize them and don't make it themselves, and then it does come out no, but very canned. It comes script, out professional. You guys want the script we use on the phone or our first email if you're looking at Craigslist? It's real complicated. <laughs> sure. Let's, let's hear so it. Let's do ring, ring, pick up the phone. Hello. Hey, this is Mike with Keller Williams, and I saw your ad on Craigslist this morning. And I was wondering if you're offering a commission if a real estate agent brings you a buyer. Uh, I mean, it would depend on if we got uh, if if we got the right price for it. Yeah, we, we'd probably pay something if we could get what we wanted. Great. I really appreciate that. When could I stop by and see the house? Uh, well, I'm pretty busy this week. Maybe on the weekend. I have an open house on uh, Sunday if you could come. What through. time is it on Sunday? Uh, 2 to 4. 2 to 4. I'll try to make it. If I can't make it, I'll call you on Monday. Fair enough. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, real complicated, isn't it? <laughs> and what we find when people email that script out, they'll generally get a 30 to 40% response with a yes, no, or maybe. You were sort of a maybe. And yep. that when you talk to them in the follow-up conversation, you're going to be able to go and see them half the time. And here's the secret. Once you get face-to-face -face with them, they think every real estate agent is the same. And once you show that you're human, 
and that you ask questions and you listen to their answers and you offer some hope and a solution, they're going to be very likely to use you as an agent should they decide to go that route. Okay, so I want to delve into kind of the, the, the logistics of it and how it all works because I know agents have different approaches, they have different strategies, some say one thing, some say not to do the other thing. So for you, you send out that re email or you make that phone call, they agree yes. to it. Your next step, what happens for you then? Okay, so if it was, I use Craigslist primarily. Um, I work a geographic area, no more than a half an hour from my house. I live in Roswell, Georgia. There's two or three new for sale by owners virtually every day. I can say I'll add 10 for sale by owners to my database every week. Yeah. I email them. I have a series of emails that I've developed over time. The first one is just, are you offering a commission? And if they don't have the address, I ask for the address. And it's very simple. 30 to 40% of the time they'll respond to that. And then what I send next or whether I call depends upon their response. If I, have a, if I don't have a phone number and they don't respond three days later, I send a second email which gives them a list of 12 free websites they can advertise on in addition to Craigslist. So we'll teach them how to use Zillow more effectively and for salebyowner.com and those sort of things. The third email is an economic summary of what's going on in Atlanta. Fourth email is the facts about why real estate agents might not be showing their home. And there's a total of 18 emails, but generally I email every three days for a month. If they don't respond, I give up. If they do respond, I just go for the appointment. The, slow, the, the goal is to get face-to-face -face with them. Don't handle objections on the phone. It, it's almost like you're going on a first date. You don't ask them to marry you over the phone. You ask to go on the date. Yep. You know, ask any woman, what would you do if a guy looked at you and said, you're beautiful, let's get married. Well, she's going to run the other direction. For sale by owner needs a little bit of time to learn how you add value and, and what you do to add the value. And it's undeniable that we add value. One of my favorite tips is um, here in the States, is if a bank forecloses on a property and they do a short sale or a foreclosure, they demand that a real estate agent be involved in that transaction. Yep. Why would a bank whose sole interest in making is in making money hire a real estate agent and pay us a full commission unless we added more value than that to the transaction? And so put that thought in your your arrow, your quiver of arrows to use with for sale by owners. The second is, of course, the National Association of Realtors survey that shows every year over the last 10 years we've averaged 20% more selling as a real estate agent versus selling for sale by owner. Now, the study is skewed because there's sweetheart deals, divorce deals, but 20% is a huge number. It certainly more than justifies our 3%. And the third thing to know is that the American public and the Canadian public are not stupid. When was the last time you stuck a cassette in your Walkman to listen to stereo music? You want the honest answer? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you probably never couple years, did. A couple years ago. Yeah. And so when was the last time you used a travel agent to book a flight to Chicago? Or do you get on the Internet? Things that didn't have any value have disappeared since the rise of the Internet. Since 1993 to 2013, the percentage of people in North America selling for sale by owner 
drop from 19% to 9%. So at the same time other industries were being obliterated by the advent of all the information on the internet, we actually got twice as strong with for sale by owners. And so when 92 or 93% of the general public is listing their homes with a real estate agent to help get it sold, and the banks are using real estate agents and paying their commission, and we still exist in the midst of everything that's happened, and we have statistical evidence that shows we make more money, it's just clearly a for sale by owner doesn't know what we do and how we add value. And shame on us for not talking to them because if we just get into a conversation with them and we come from that spirit of contribution and we're able to throw in some of those statistics, they're going to raise doubts in their mind. And after two or three weeks or a month or six weeks that they don't sell it on their own and they discover that it's hard, guess who they're going to call and ask for a formal interview? person who is there to help. Yes, sir. So I want to not play devil's advocate, but I want to throw a couple questions at you because I know I've done for sale by owners here. And one of the things that I get is, okay, I get to the appointment, I meet with them. I never push for a listing appointment. Um, I know in some traditional uh, real estate coaches say, like, go for the appointment, go for the appointment, go for the appointment. I've taken your stances, get in front of them, meet with them. What happens is I where I struggle is the follow-up because usually the the responses they say great if you have a buyer bring us a buyer otherwise we're fine and then kind of in that three or four weeks after they either do sell they take it off the market or they list with someone else so what kind of happens in that follow-up after you've met with them because that's where well, I struggle. Here, here's the first thing Ryan when you're at the appointment I, I teach something I call the Columbo approach and you're way too young to remember Peter Falk played a detective, Columbo. I know Columbo. <laughs> okay, well, then you watched reruns when you were growing up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Columbo was this rumpled detective, and what he would do is everybody thought he was leaving the room at the end of the TV show solving a murder or a mystery, and he turned around, and he said, there's just one thing that's been bothering me. And so picture it this way. You've gone to the for sale by owner. You've gone through. You've seen their house. You've spent 10, 15 minutes with them. You've given them a market analysis. You've given them your business card. And they're standing at the front door. They have their left hand on the door. Their right hand is behind you, almost waving to push you out the door. Okay? <laughs> and if you leave, you haven't proven yourself to be an exemplary salesperson. Imagine if you had a toothache and you went to the dentist. And you go to the dentist, and they say, hey, Ryan, what's up? He says, I got this really bad toothache. It's keeping me up at night. I'm not sleeping. I'm losing business over it. And the dentist says, wow, man, that sounds like it really hurts. And, well, everything else looks good. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> and he doesn't do anything to fix your problem. How would you feel about that dentist? He wouldn't be my dentist for very long. Yes. And yet we go and we visit with these for sale by owners, and we don't show them that we know how to sell. And so I advocate the Colombo approach. There's just one thing that was bothering me. Ryan, what's the biggest advantage to you in selling on your own? Well, I'm saving the commission, obviously. Sure. I mean, in a lot of, you know, at 250000 saving 3% or even 6% is a lot of money, isn't it? Oh, of course. It's yeah, a lot I mean, and nobody would pay that if they didn't feel they needed to, would they? Nope, absolutely. So, so let me ask you a second question. What's the biggest advantage in a buyer in coming direct to you? 
Well, I mean, we can we could probably save commission and negotiate a price if uh, if they save. If so the buyer is going to be in a negotiating position to try to save some of the same commission that you're trying to save, correct? Yep. Can I explain what the problem might be with that? Yeah, sure. Who, I has, guess. who has the advantage in negotiating? You with your one home to sell, or the buyer with options and the money? Who's going to be in the stronger negotiating position? Well, if they really like my home and it's a better price than the neighbor's because it's for sale by owner. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Your house is really nice, and I think it's worth every penny of the 269 that you're asking. I mean, it has the heavy-duty paint and the extra thick carpet. I really like it. However, here's the challenge. is most buyers that are ready, willing, and able are going to be using a real estate agent, right? Uh, um, yeah, but I mean, we've got it online, and and we've told agents that we're we're paying, uh, you know, a commission to them. So now, if, if they got a buyer, they'll bring it. That agent is going to be negotiating with you, not the buyer. So now you have an agent who takes courses in negotiating every year, continuing education, that knows how to fill out the contract, that's trying to get the, in fact, is legally obligated to get the best deal possible for their buyer. Can you see the potential conflict that you might be allowing for yourself? Yeah, I just can't see. I just, I don't know. I just don't can't justify. That's a lot it's of money. a lot of money, and I'm going to tell you, nobody's going to pay unless you do that. So this this is the beginning of the script that you leave at the door, and what you have now is you've shown them you're not a typical agent. Mm -hmm. And so generally, what I do is I've turned. This is what I picture as a pressure cooker. I just put a lot of pressure on you as the seller, right? Yeah. So I relieve it. So how long have you had your home on the market? Uh, just three weeks now. Three weeks, and how many calls have you had? Oh, lots, lots. lots. Uh, yeah, we, we, yeah, I can't keep up. Great, great, great. And how many of those were real estate agents? Oh, uh, uh, my wife can't even keep up. So I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of them. They, they just, they all say the same thing. And how many were buyers that tried to get you to do a lease to own, or you know, they needed to sell something in order to buy? They weren't quite ready to buy yet. Well, they also they liked it, but they weren't. They may not be the right them for one. And how many offers did you receive? Oh, well, there's the ones that they're going to. Uh, they're gonna. They were gonna put an offer in. Great. You're obviously doing a great job, and you're just the sort of person I like to work with. What would concern me if I were you is last month in your school district, we sold seven homes, pretty close to yours. They were listed between two fifty and three hundred thousand. And those seven buyers didn't make an offer on your home, did they? Uh, no, obviously not, no. Yeah, and, and but they bought homes. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? They were all represented by a real estate agent. Yeah, and again, we're, we're paying the commission, so. And, and, and I would never tell you you can't sell on your own because every year we know in North America out of 5 million sales, 200 to 250,000 sales are going to be for sale by owners just like you. But it's almost like going to Vegas. I'm not going to tell you you can't go to Vegas and win, but the odds are against you, aren't they? Uh, yeah, we're willing to try it. Yeah, and great. So how will you know when it's the right time to interview an agent like myself for the job of getting your home sold? I guess, I mean, we're in, we're in uh, November now, so I mean, probably January maybe it would be, I mean, if we haven't sold it by then, it would, I don't know. I guess I just, yeah, we'll see. Hey, Ryan, I've got a lot of tips. Would it be okay if I shared them with you and sent them to you in an email starting tomorrow so that we can stay in touch? One of them is those free websites that I already showed you a few minutes ago. I also wrote a for sale by owner book that will show you how to 
set your home up for curbside and showing it in the winter and why during the holidays is actually a great time to get your home sold. I have lots of tips like that. I'd also suggest you rewrite your ad. And if I rewrote it, it would be okay if I sent you those suggestions via email in a couple of days? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to listen to you, though, right? You're not, I, I'm not, I understand. You know why I'm doing this, Ryan? Is I know that if I help, if I talk to 10 people like you every month, I know that two or three of you are going to sell on your own. And that's great. I'll, I'll applaud. If I call you back and you say I got it sold, I'll say good for you. Okay? I know two or three, I don't know what the heck happens. <laughs> but I know that three or four are going to end up listing with a real estate agent. Have you ever seen a for sale by owner sign as you're driving around and then notice it's listed with a real estate agent in a couple of weeks or months? And Joe just did that uh, two months yeah. ago. That's actually where we got the idea to list. I want to be that agent should you reach that point. There's no obligation. I'm not asking you to sign anything. All I'm asking is that we stay in touch over the next couple of weeks until you make that decision one way or the other. Fair enough? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Great. I really appreciate it, Ryan. Go have a good evening. I'll send you some more emails tomorrow. I appreciate it. Thanks. Have a good night. And I think in that description you, you heard, I've already set it up as to what I'm going to be sending you over time. And that's, that's the key is you have the free FISBO ad sites. You guys have um, in, in, you have Kijiji, you have ForSaleByOwner.com, you have um, for, <coughs> for Rent by Owner. You have at least five or six different sites that you can advertise on for cheap, cheap or very inexpensively. Um, I would also do, I'd, I'd send a copy of the contract, a copy of different disclosures, as follow-up and then I would also send a rewritten ad with new headlines and if they had a selling point the Zillow I, I found two, two, two FISBOs today <laughs> that they were actually priced below their Zillow estimate do you think there's a marketing opportunity there that they weren't taking advantage of absolutely that's my job there yeah. you go so for you then, what would you say is the number of homes? I mean, you, you said you're spending a half an hour a day. Can you kind of walk through what the numbers are for you, how many homes you're emailing, what how many you walk through, and how many you're converting? So I go to Craigslist in the morning, and I search Atlanta outside the perimeter north because Atlanta is a big city. Um, for sale by owners, over 200000 I, I I set a bottom price because I don't want to do vacant land. I don't want to do mobile homes. I don't want to do cabins in the wood. And Atlanta outside the perimeter north is one-fifth. It represents roughly 1.2 million or people, which is about 600,000, 700,000 households. So it's a huge area, a big area. I then copy and paste them all. On Craigslist, you get a list format. I copy, and, I, I copy them. I paste them to Microsoft Word. The hyperlinks are still active. I go through and I delete the ones that I know I don't want. So the ones that are more than half an hour away are cities. And then I'm usually left with five or six to look at. So I copy and paste maybe 30 or 40. I delete a bunch quickly. And after you've done this for a week, you're going to see repeats. And you go, oh, I already did that one. I already did that one. That's an agent, scummy person. And <laughs> you, you, go, you keep going through. So you have five or six. And you look at them, and you decide whether it's somebody you want to work with. If it is, you go to the contact. You hit contact. And then I use Macintosh uh, Mail, but Gmail or Outlook, you can all do several email signatures. 
I've set up 18 different signatures in my, my mail program that are, hey, I saw your ad on Craigslist. I was wondering if you're offering a commission. And then there's a variation on it. I call it email one, FISBO one, no address. By the way, I didn't see your address. Could I get the address, please? Because I can do more research if I have their address. Mm -hmm. And I send them that first email right away. I'm usually doing this 7.45 in the morning. And by 8.15, I'm done. Um, at 8.15, I go into my database. It's important you have a database, guys. If you don't have a database, get a database. Okay? I go into my database, and I generally have 15 to 20 for sale by owners to follow up with. Half of them I don't have a phone number, so all I can do is email them. The ones I do have a phone number with, if I've emailed them twice and they haven't responded, I'll try calling them. Oftentimes, I leave them a message. And I'll say, I'll also send you an email with my contact information. Now, I'm emailing them using the Craigslist or the Kijiji anonymous email mm -hmm. address. I don't have their real email address. But guess what? Half the time when they respond, I get their real email address. And I just follow up for a month, five weeks if it's one I really want. And I done them. If they're within walking distance of my house or my office, which are two very nice areas, I'll go and knock on their door if they don't respond also. Okay. Because then you discover all sorts of things. But again, I don't have any stress or conflict over this because in any of our conversations, where have I made you wrong? Have I made you angry? Or have I said I'm great, I'm right, and you're wrong? All this is is a conversation. I'm asking questions. So actually, what I tell myself before every contact is these people need to sell. Meaning, I'm going to say they're motivated. In my mind, and it's not egotistical, I've sold over 3,000 homes, I'll say they need to talk to me because I know I do a great job. And then the third thing I say is they'll thank me for calling. And guess what? Six out of ten do. So at the end of my half hour of calling, I'm more energized than at the beginning because I've had four or five people say thank you for calling and I've had friendly conversations. Yep. And the strategy works. I've, I've used it when I, I uh, did the webinar with you on Reticulous and I listened to it. Right. I applied the strategy. It works. Where I struggle is uh, is actually keeping up with them. Oh, uh, I, I, I had so many of them, and it was trying to schedule them all. I it was So many were letting me in that it was almost a deterrent because there was, it's like, oh, my gosh, I have so many to keep up with. How do you juggle that, and how do you handle that? What a wonderful problem to have, a real estate agent <laughs> that has – too much business to do. Um, you don't hear that too often, do you, Ryan? <laughs> so here's what I do: is I set my minimum price. I won't go at anything below two hundred thousand. That cuts out a third of the for sale by owners in Atlanta's marketplace. Average median price is one eighty four. So below two hundred cuts out a lot of for sale by owners. Mm -hmm. So that's number one: is I cut down who I'm talking to. The second thing I do is I have permission, if I call somebody and they sound like they're cranky or they're unmotivated, in my market, here's where I won't, I'll, I'll stop following up with them immediately. Well, we're looking to downsize. Well, in our marketplace, it doesn't make any sense to downsize because the lower price homes have risen in value, the upper price homes haven't risen as much in value, so it doesn't make any sense to downsize. So if they're trying to downsize, Hey, thanks for your time. I'm going to send you some information. Should you change your mind, give me a call. I stop following up with them. 
They're mean or cranky. I stop following up with them. And again, after a month, if I don't, you know, if I don't have any good feelings from them, I done them also. So right now in my actives, I have 72 active for sale by owners that I'm following up with. Wow. And so that's 14 a day that I need to stay in touch with. It's not a huge thing. If I'm emailing seven to ten of them, I'm calling four of them, leaving messages for two and getting into the conversation with two, you can see how it works. Yep. I generally schedule my appointments to go view for sale by owners on Wednesday afternoons or Friday afternoons. Those are the days I, I don't coach in the afternoons, and I have an appointment set up for tomorrow, and I have two set up for Friday. I know that if I go and talk to 10 for sale by owners a month, I will get at least one listing and probably two listings out of it. The other eight, they're not going to use me for one reason or the other, but that's okay because I've gotten some market knowledge, I know about their houses, and I'm able to speak intelligently about what they're doing to the other for sale by owners. That's awesome. That's good numbers to know because a lot of times people don't know their conversions, especially if they're starting with for sale by owners. They don't know how many they should be speaking with or what their conversion should be. So how many are you actually going up to see a week then? Because where I I front loaded it and for me I'm a all in kind of guy and I go crazy and I'm going and seeing ten a week, twenty a week, trying to get them in and then I end up burning out. So what's a sustainable number and what's a healthy number for people to be doing? Two to three for okay. me. Realize I'm spending 30 minutes to an hour doing the lead generation and the follow-up. I, I coach about 30 clients right now, so that adds another 30 hours to my week, and I have time to go visit. Realize they're all within half an hour of me, so a visit is going to average about 40 minutes. You know, driving there, being with them for 30 minutes, and then leaving. I promise to leave in 15 minutes unless they have questions. They always have questions because I'm coming. Look, I've shown them on Zillow. Do you know how few sellers know on Zillow that they can make, you know, owner remarks to contest the Zillow estimate? When you show them that tip, you show them, you know, it's like the light bulb goes off. Oh, crap. This guy knows something that I didn't know. Yeah. And you know what? He's making a good point. And then all of a sudden they have lots of questions. Okay. So uh, the the central theme from the whole interview today is questions, and I think yeah. that's one of the most critical thing with for sale owners. And most agents go into attack mode and to prove that they're better, to prove that they're no more. And for you, it's the complete opposite. It's asking questions, but by asking the questions, you are showing you know more. Yeah, I don't need to know more than anybody. All I need to do is to have them trust me and respect me and list their homes with me. I'm perfectly <laughs> fine. I never tell them what I think their home's worth. I said, what research did you do to arrive at your price? And they say, $279 on a home I think is worth $240. I say, it's great. I believe that for the right buyer, your home's worth every penny of $279. However, however, we have to work together to convince the buyers, the buyer agents that are working with all the buyers, and ultimately the appraiser the buyer hires to get an appraisal. And so they can get a loan. So let's look at the comparables and see what that buyer is going to say. Your Zillow estimate says your home's worth 232. The tax office records say your home's worth between 219 and 240. You're asking 275. What have you done that made your home better than the recent sales? I'm not arguing with them. I'm not saying I'm smarter. All I'm doing is asking a question and pointing out the obvious. And that's great. And 
if they are the kind of person you want to work with, they'll hopefully realize that. Sure, and there's some people, the two or three, I don't know what they end up doing. Their homes just sort of fade away, you know, and I drive by and I say, yeah, I remember, I, I wonder whatever happened, and I look at the tax office records, they still own the home. I don't know, but that's not my job to solve every mystery in the universe. I have a goal to sell 20 homes, do about $5 million in production, after expenses and, and all that, keep 100 to 110000 and that's our fun money. That's our money that we use to invest and save for retirement and take all the kids at Thanksgiving to Universal Studios and that sort of thing. And, and it also keeps me valid as a coach because there's not an agent out there that I couldn't look up on Craigslist and find a for sale by owner to call and get an appointment. <laughs> I, was, I did this in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. A couple weeks ago, I was teaching a course for a, a large office there. And afterwards, I the deal was I'd go call 10 for sale by owners. I called 10. I set three appointments. I got three permissions to follow up with them. And the other four, we had nice conversations. I just couldn't make any head, headway with them. But three appointments out of 10 calls, pretty good. Yeah, that's great. So I know with a lot of agents that for sale by owners is something that's kind of a mystery for some of them. They don't know where to start. It's not something that gets taught very well. So, I mean, you've shared a ton today. Uh, you've shared a lot of great information. For our listeners, if they want to find out more and kind of go deeper with this, what's the best way for our listeners to find out what you're doing and, and take it to the next level if they are serious about taking it? Well, if they're serious and they want to, they can always email me. Um, at mike.stott at mac.com or they can call me. I give my cell phone out freely. If I don't want to answer it, I won't answer it. You'll leave a message. <laughs> it's 678-232-0927. We have a FISBO course that I teach um, about three times a year live. It is an evergreen product, so if you really wanted to get involved in it, call me. We can get you subscribed. You can go in it. It's not expensive. It's under $200 to take it live. If you want to take the recording, let me know. We'll get you into the recording, and I'll let you in for free to the next live class, which we're probably holding towards the end of January. Um, I've shortened it from a three, from a four hour and a half week each week course to a three two hour a week course, and I do it over time specifically. Um, we just finished a course on Monday. We had 68 people in it. They had to do their homework. They had to talk to at least five for sale by owners a week. So 15 times 60 was 900 for sale by owners. Here's a secret, guys. Guess how many were sworn at or hung up on out of 900 for sale by owners across the country? None. Two were hung up no. on. That's it. Not bad. Two out of 900. You won't believe it. The for sale by owners are hungry if you're coming from a spirit of contribution. They will be mean and nasty if you call them up and say, when are you going to interview the right agent for the job of getting your home sold? <laughs> you know, it's almost like you, you mentioned it earlier. It's like some trainers are out there pretending you're John Travolta in that movie where he was the Archangel Michael. Battle! We don't need to go to battle. How many of you are waking up this morning and say, I want more conflict in my life? <laughs> you know? I'm in real estate, and I just don't have enough stress, so I want to go get some people to yell at me. There's a few agents I can think of that that are. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> There's some people that act that way, but they don't really want it that way. And yeah. and everything we design, again, you can call me, you can email me, you can go to yourcoachingmatters.com and find it. Um, you can go to fizbocourse.com and see the the outlines of it. 
we're just we're here to help. We're here to support you. There's plenty of business for everybody. I've had probably 12 people over the last few years take it that were in my same market area. And the funny story, Ryan, you're going to like this. Actual coaching client who lives 40 minutes away from me. There was a for sale by owner within walking distance of my house, less than a mile away. 350000 priced right. I call the lady up because I want this listing. And she says, I don't want to talk to you. And in the South, the way they hang up is they do this. I really got to run, honey. Thanks for calling. Okay. <laughs> so that's as rude as they get here in the South. Yeah. Well, I talked to this other agent that I'm coaching from Stone Mountain, Georgia, which is an hour and a half traffic time, 40 minutes non-traffic time from this fit listing. And she says, your FISBO stuff works. I just took a listing. And it was the listing that I had called on earlier. And I said, what'd you do? And she says, I called her and the lady was really nice. And she let me come over, and I listed it right then. And I'm like, I guess there's plenty of business for everybody <laughs> because I didn't get it. I talked to her, and this other lady took the listing. Yeah. And I was happy for her. Why? She's a coaching client. I appreciated her getting some business. But the second thing was it proved to me that no today doesn't mean no forever. Yep. Even if a for sale by owner says no, Today, if you stay in touch with them, you continue to provide good information, and you, you come from that spirit of contribution, that may change to a yes over time. Oh, that's great. I always ask your last piece of advice and that you kind of gave it, but that do you have it. any other? That, so there you go. That That is the that's great it. piece of I advice. Mean, that's a good tip. I'm done. I have no other knowledge to share. <laughs> I, I'm spent. <laughs> so just one last time then to share the, the website so people can check it out if they want to check out that course. Sure. It's, it's fisbocourse.com. You can also go to Your Coaching Matters, all spelt out as one word, or give me a call at 678-232-0927 or an email, mike.stottatmac.com, M-I-K-E, period, S, T as in Tom, O as in Oscar, T as in Tom, T as in Tom, at mac.com, and I'll be happy to answer your questions. I have a busy day tomorrow. I'll at least give you a response tomorrow, but you might not get a detailed response till Thursday. Perfect. So we're going to put that in the show notes. So if anyone wants to see, they can get the website and phone number. Perfect. And email. So that's perfect. So, Mike, we really appreciate you being on. Um, it's great insight from the for sale by owner. As a per guy who's gone after for sale by owners, I know it can be frustrating at times. So it's great to see your passion about it and the success you've had. And I'm glad you've shared that with our listeners. And I know they're going to take a lot away from that. Thank you. Have a great, great day, real estate career, and all that sort of good stuff. Thanks. And thanks for being on. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.